Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. So today, I want to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to me, and that is the subject of overthinking it. And the reason I want to talk about this is I see entrepreneurs doing this all the time in their business. Every time I turn around, when I, especially when I first start coaching someone and we're going through the activity level in their business, one of the things I notice is it's very low, at least the activities that really, really matter, like calling prospects, you know, reaching out to contracting officers and small business offices and program managers and all those different types of people, the activity level is really low. And one of the reasons that, or one of the excuses, I guess, if that's the way you want to put it, that I usually get is the first one's really valid. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, that, that is a valid excuse. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Don't know where to start. I need some direction. Great. Okay. There, there's some coaching. But for those of you that aren't working with a coach or something like that, you, at some point, you just got to do it. Like you just got to do it and and figure it out while you go. Like you have to be able to just leap and, and, and figure this stuff out. And the common thread that I hear all the time are a couple of phrases. So I'll say, well, well why aren't you making the calls? And I'll hear, well, I, I would, but I don't want to look stupid. And here's the deal. It's okay to look stupid. In fact, you're only going to look stupid to yourself. 
most of the time. Uh, there's, it's rare that someone's going to actually think you look stupid. In fact, most of the time, if you approach it the right way, they are just going to think you're humble and you're being honest. So I, I remember this one time uh, years ago in our church, and this is to tell you the power of uh, just doing something. So this was probably, gosh, this is it's 2020. I'm recording this. I'm looking, this was probably back in 20, uh, it, it was more than 10 years ago. So it was probably 2008, 2009 when this happened. So there was a talent show thing and one of the kids got up and he's a young man that I know he can play guitar. I know he can sing and he gets up and the first thing he says is uh, like, he's, he's kind of fumbling around a minute and he says, yeah, excuse me, but you know, I, I, this is my first time on stage and I'm really, really nervous and immediately won over the crowd with that. And it, it didn't end there. So he started playing his song and he actually had uh, a couple of friends helping him with the song. And again, remember this is a talent show and uh, it's just for fun. And so they're, they're playing and he's maybe, you know, three or four lines into the song and he stops the band and he stops them and says, Hey, I, I just totally forgot where I was going with this because I'm so nervous. Would you guys mind if I started over? And the whole crowd just starts cheering this kid on. And it was already really good. I mean, nobody knew he'd made a mistake. So he starts over and it was just amazing. It, it's it's the, the one performance. Like I've been to probably five of these talent shows at this particular church over the years. Seen, I can't even count how many people I've seen. And his performance to this day is the only one that stood out to me. And, you know, he just humbled himself, said, hey, do you mind? This is my first time, you know, those sort of things. And he just did it. And it was so amazing. I mean, and it was good. It wasn't just, oh, look at the kid. How, you know, how sweet is that, that he kind of fumbled? It wasn't that. He hit it out of the park. I mean, it was a home run. But I'll never forget that moment. And I don't think it was planned. Like, it wasn't something he was trying to get the crowd on his side. This is something he walked up and was just literally so nervous, he had a moment of honesty. And that moment of honesty won over the crowd. And the same thing happens in business. When you approach someone, let's say it's a contracting officer. Again, it could be a contracting officer, small business officer, or small business specialist, whatever it may be, a program manager, and you approach them Even if you haven't done your homework, which I advise you to do your homework, we talk about looking at their forecasts and all the things you can do. Even if you haven't done that and step one is picking up the phone and just calling, you can make an outstanding first impression. There's a sentence I always use, hey, this is Mike with Arson Federal. This is my first time actually working with your organization and excuse me, but like I I could really use your help if you could point me in the right direction. Could could you do that for me? Could you point me in the right direction? Um, and then I'll usually say, you know, and again, this is not a trick. This is not a sales strategy. This is just the raw honesty of saying, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to your organization, or I don't know your organization. I'm trying to learn, and it, and I would really appreciate it if you gave me a hand. Would you help me? Would you point me in the right direction? I have never in my life, never, and I've been in government for right around 20 years. I've never in my life, and and I'll tell you what, I'll back up. 
I've been in, in government and working with government for almost 25 years, if you count my military time. So in 25 years, I have never been told no by someone when I took that approach. Never. I've never had somebody say, look, I don't have time to teach you how to work with us. So why don't you go and, you know, get your crap together and then come back? It's never happened to me. Now, there are some people that will spend more time on the phone with you than others. But for the most part, anytime you just walk into a situation and you don't know what to do, and and I'm using the contracting officer slash small business office slash, you know, PMO uh, example here, but this is literally anything. Anytime you walk in and say, hey, I'm kind of new to this. Would you mind helping me? It is instinct for people to say, well, sure. How can I point you in the right direction? Some people are going to spend a lot of time with you. Uh, I'm one of those people. When when people call up and they're brand new to government and they ask me questions, a lot of times I'll go over on my 30-minute calls with them just answering questions because I want to point you in the right direction. And there's some people that will say, look, um, I don't have a whole lot of time for this. But let me point you to one or two things. Go do that. Go do this and come back. And that's fine too. You're going to be well received when you have that moment of honesty and you just talk to people. You know, this doesn't apply to just the sales or business development capture, whatever you want to call it in your business. This applies to everything. There's people that I talk to that are like, well, I don't have business cards yet because... I'm just, I'm worried about what goes on them. Well, just go get a business card with your name and your phone number on it for now. Then you'd have to have your logo on it. Get something that you can hand out when you are on site talking to people. Name, phone number, and email. I'll put a third thing on it. Name, phone number, and email. If you have time, put your logo on it. If you don't, don't. Start somewhere. Your business cards are cheap. You can always redo them and just throw away the ones you didn't use. You know, I've found simple is better for the most part. And just taking those steps. Oh, the web a website is another thing. People struggle over getting their website ready. Like we're trying to push this update out. There's some really critical stuff, but you know we're trying to go through reviews and all this stuff. And it's months and months and months. And I'm like, just flip the switch, flip the switch, get it out there. You know, when it comes to your capability statement, the same thing. You want to make the best first impression, but no impression is worse. I mean, no impression is like you can go back and correct a bad impression or, or, you know, the fact that, you know, these people are getting so many pieces of email and documents through their their eyeballs that a lot of times they're not going to remember something that doesn't stand out. So don't even worry about that. They may not have even looked at it that hard. We obsess over our stuff way more than anybody else because it's our stuff. We're so focused on it where let's say a contracting officer, for example, they may be dealing with 150 contracts they have to award in the next 30, 45 days. They're not obsessing over which NAICS codes were on your capability statement. Can it help you if you have a great capability statement and your stuff is just pitch perfect? It can help, but you will get there over time. One of the comments a lot of my clients say to me is, Mike, you make this sound so easy. And the reason I make it sound so easy is because I've been doing this for 20 plus years. How long have you been doing this? Don't be so hard on yourself. You can't be that hard on yourself. So my message to you today, stop overthinking it and just start doing some stuff. Don't worry about how you look to others. 
worry about the activities that you need to be doing, the things you need to be ramping up in your business that are going to produce results. The connections you need to make, the phone calls, the emails you need to send out, those types of things. Focus on the things that matter. Do the best in your execution of them. You know, if, if you're struggling with the execution, reach out to myself or my partner, Josh. You know, we can coach you through that kind of stuff. But just start doing. And you're going to learn a lot from doing. You know, I'll go back to the website example for one for a minute here. When, when it comes to our website, actually, we have a couple of websites. I cannot tell you how many changes we have made to them just this year. There's probably no way in the world for me to even track how many changes we have made since the beginning or, or the launch date of those websites. That's how many. It's just tweaks here and there to get us to where we need to be. And that's what you need to be doing in government contracting, doing stuff and making tweaks and fine tuning what you're doing. But it all starts with doing stuff. So stop overthinking it and just start doing it. All right. You got questions about that? As always, reach out to us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers.